0: Hello everyone, welcome to Islam by the Rock City episode three. Today's topic is Oasis. Uh I am joined by my broadcast partner from across the Imran, how's it going? Good man. How about you? I'm all good and uh yeah, we have our first guest. So uh yeah, without further ado, I'd like to uh welcome Nabil as our first guest to the podcast. How's it going? Yeah, very good, guys. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a milestone moment, man. First guest.
1: Yeah, no, I know. I, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to hear Nabil's perspectives. Um, yeah. I always like his musical taste. He has a he has a very unique musical taste, so it's always fun to banter with him. <laughs> when
0: you say unique, you mean uh, the right taste? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I mean I know very few people that enjoy Lighthouse Family and Iron Maiden. <laughs>
0: Way to bury the guest in the first five minutes.
1: <laughs> no, uh, no, no. Look, look, look. It's not meant to burn. It's not a burn. It's definitely not a burn. It's more in like, hey, that's a unique, uh, that's very different. And it's be- And that's that's interesting to me. I, I always find it interesting people that are off the beaten path. But, uh,
0: all right, let's dive into this, man. So um, you've been uh, going through all the uh, Oasis albums. Um, so all the early stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, later. Is. and the uh, compilation album master plan yeah so um, so, um I mean, uh, before we dive in there just for us we kind of discovered it through our uh, cousins who are from manchester mm-hmm. in the 90s and we grew up with it um so it's just interesting to hear your opinion of how you came across oasis um and your recent listening to them you know how how sure. has it kind of shaped your opinion you know as or as them as a band as a whole
1: sure sure um so i'm going to start off with um The first time I heard of them, uh, my opinions, and then how I approached this podcast. Um, The very first time I saw them, it was a commercial for a cereal. And um, they had just gotten off their second album, which is What's the Story Morning Glory. And it was massive. It was massive in England. And I think they were going on a big tour in the U.S. And they were advertising and they tied it in with cereal. You know, eat this cereal and you go see Oasis live. You know, oh wow, nobody yeah.
0: probably in the US in Canada, yeah. but we didn't see that so
1: here. it was like 96, and I, and I was like, What? Who is this Oasis band? And um, right away, they had like very bad publicity in the United States. Um, and I think it started off really with the comparison of uh, them with the Beatles, and yeah, yeah, and I think you know. The way it was promoted, you know, like uh, people found them off-putting as well. Um, both brothers, they were really cocky, arrogant. Um, at the same time, you know, I mean, I think music people that are audiophiles in this part of the world tend to hold the Beatles at a holy grail. And it's just, uh, to me, it's, you know, I get it. They're the greatest band on earth, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, that was... 50, 60 years ago, things have done change. So, you know, I mean, I think, again, so, you know, to have that comparison was very negative for them going on. Um, so, and, and, and which leads me right into how I had to approach this podcast. So I had to approach this with a clear mind and no prejudgments, you know, like I can't say I don't care for them. Like I didn't really – I didn't, to be honest with you, I never saw what the greatest, what was what was the big deal. And, um, and I know, and I, and I, you know, as the podcast goes along, we'll probably dive more deeper into that. So, so as soon as, uh, you know, first initially I was listening to him at work and I was like, well, I'm really concentrating on work. I'm just, this is just background noise. So I sat down and listened to all the albums, no prejudgment. Um, I ignored the press and reviews and even tried to ignore my prior opinions. And the third thing was that I really, because I know for both you brothers, it's a very important album. It's a very, um, you know, I think you guys hold it near and dear to you. So what I wanted to do was like, man, I want to feel that magic that you guys felt when you listened to this, you know, and I wanted to experience them the way you experienced them. And, you know, as a 40-year-old guy, and then you probably guys experienced it at like 17-year-olds and, you know, I think respectively 14 or 13 years old. So, you know, it's it's a bit different, right? It's a lot more different than the way I would definitely experience it. But, you know, that's where I was coming from. So I literally, as soon as we started the podcast, I just got done listening to the Master Plan and actually another single um um, I think believe the name of that single was, uh, whatever. So I just got done. So, um, and you know, that's how I went about this entire thing.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm glad you, whatever, cause I forgot mm-hmm. to mention that, that, that to you. <laughs> songs, but, um, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, so in saying that you went through the albums, um, any highlights of, like favorite album or sure. just
1: general kind of, uh, you know, yeah. um, that you like or something. I would say that my f- f- top albums uh, out of theirs is probably definitely maybe. Um, and yeah, and this is going to probably from- throw you off. My second favorite album, see second and third is kind of weird. If we consider them in chronological order of albums, then my second favorite album would be Dig Out Your Soul. But if we consider them all albums, because you know the Master Plan is a compilation album, so then the Master Plan would be my second favorite yeah. album, and then third would be Dig Out Your Soul.
0: Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Actually, I hate that you album. know what?
1: I, as I said before, I didn't want any, and I didn't pay attention to their, you know, to their uh, reviews or anything. I just wanted to listen to it without any prejudice what appealed to me ah, that's
0: how it should be that's how it should be yeah you want to shape your own opinion just by the music and nothing else. um that's in saying that i guess uh yeah you have any questions for so Nabeel? um uh, i'll start
1: off with Nabil. um you know there's a very famous picture of both you brothers i think uh, ahmed is holding the guitar and uh and nabil has got the shades on and it's a very uh oasis kind of <laughs> both of you guys are supposed to represent liam and noel and i wanted to ask you Nabil, yeah. um, how how do you is is there like a bonding of a brother like it like both of you guys together did you guys share songs did you guys like you know um say hey listen to this track or listen to that track did you guys have like discussions about the albums all the time
0: first, uh, someone let my brother borrow, what's the story more glory while we were still in Saudi, just before we left. And I heard Wonderwall was like, briefly, mm-hmm. but I didn't really pay attention to it. So I knew I heard it there, mm-hmm. but I didn't really listen to it, if you know what I mean, the Wonderwall. But when we moved to England uh, from Saudi, the earliest memory I have of the country is walking up the stairs of my aunt's house. And my cousin who mm-hmm. used to go to Oxford University, he was right. playing Wonderwall on his guitar, acoustic guitar. So when I think Wonderwall, I think, of, I think right. of the house, I think of that cousin, and I think of the move we just made from Saudi yeah, to so that was the first song he actually played oh, okay, okay, uh, okay. when we came from the airport. So we just moved to England. Right. And the first song we heard, is, we've heard it before in Saudi, but now it, it means... Right. Because it means right. that move, right? That... Mm-hmm. Sorry, Nabil, okay. Yeah, so I started liking it from there. In terms of appreciating the albums and stuff, I think that's when my mm-hmm. cousins came over from Manchester, the East Come of Summer. And obviously, they're from there, they're right. like diehard Oasis fans, they're very loyal. My older cousin, Munzer, okay. he introduced me to Definitely Maybe, I love the uh, what's the story Modern Glory but he was like look yeah. got I hear the first album, it's even better. So we went we bought the tape, he bought it for me. And then when I heard like Supersonic and all that stuff, right. I was blown away. And then me and then one of my okay. favorite albums actually would Be Here Now. And that's also another mm-hmm. moment where these same cousins were staying over. So uh <laughs> the cousin I talked about earlier, okay. his younger brother was a huge Oasis fan as well. And Be Now was about to be released the next day. And they're like, right, if you come early, we'll give you a free T-shirt and everything. We all had a plan, like, oh, we're going to sleep early and then we're going to wake. We're going to come with you and we gonna get the album. We did not sleep early. <laughs> no, no, one, no one woke up but that cousin. He went, he got the T-shirt. Yeah, I just had a, I heard a, a doorbell like 8 a.m. in the morning. And I was like, what the hell? I went down and I saw him with his Oasis uh, T-shirt wow. and beer Now album. So, no he, he was actually locked out no one was awake from, oh he was locked uh, out for yeah. an hour he was a at the door <laughs> after hey, all hey, plans, hey, he's the only one that went there and got it uh, I love that album because it was a great rock album right like it was, yeah. Be Here Now was very rock and very fast and uh, at that time it was just like cool to listen to it I think so, there was a so Sorry. any arguments I had was always Be Here Now yeah. versus Be uh, oh, okay. okay. Here Nice, well, definitely. Nice. Versus yeah, About versus what's the story? And there was another argument because we kind of, um, kind of like as an analogy of the mm-hmm. two brothers in Oasis, two brothers in the school. I felt more like Noel Gallagher, type right, right. The I always equated him to Liam. So it was that you know, and they would fight, but they would still be in the band yeah, together, yeah. and then we would fight, but still hang out, hang out together. So whole yes, brother yes. kind of uh, dynamic to it as well. Which is really,
1: yeah uh, you know, and that's uh yeah, that's definitely very interesting that you both would have that contrarian view about the albums you know like and they're so sonically different albums too
0: yeah yeah well uh definitely maybe the whole thing with that was um mm-hmm. i remember uh in college i did a, like a music class uh one great right. you know using software to make music whatever and the guy was saying they recorded right. the album uh, like they would like a live album, because it was first recorded and it was overproduced and it didn't sound like mm-hmm. as good as they sounded live when the record executives went to hear them. So they actually re-recorded it less produced. Yeah, so yeah. It sounds like you're in the room with Oasis, and technically it's not the best produced album, but it's that was done on purpose and it worked. So I thought that was always interesting. Yeah, that's the cover of the album too how they're all in that small room. Yeah. yeah. Live out from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But I, was always, like, I was always the troublemaker <laughs> like Liam. I was always the one who had to right, right, right. pick up pick up my slack, you know, like if Jess came over, like I wouldn't yeah, come down yeah. and meet them, but he would have to come and spend like five hours with them. <laughs> yeah. I'll show up when I want, like Liam, you know, make an appearance there. In saying that, there was a really funny moment in the Mm -hmm. concert in the UK, uh, like an unplugged kind of session, and uh, we were watching on MTV. And Liam wasn't there; it was Noel Gallagher singing, and he was singing all the songs. And Liam was in the crowd, I remember, bringing a beer, laughing. And later we found out Liam said he was sick, but he wasn't. He just wanted to go into the crowd and heckle his brother while he tried to do all the songs live. Something we would do as well, you know, Right. Like, yeah, but yeah, he was in the VIP yeah. area in the top, and you can see him. <laughs> the
1: yeah, drinking, drinking,
0: like he is not sick. You know what I mean? Like, when the, yeah, you can see no gal like I remember, I
1: remember watching that as well. And, that, and and I think actually that performance was a hindrance to them. You know, um, I don't, and it's something you know, like, yeah. either, I don't understand. Like, did they not care about breaking the US? Because once they got there like, um, you know, they had that shitty performance, I'd say, you know, at the, uh, unplugged. And in addition to that, they, it just seemed like, you know, like they didn't care, which was actually about breaking, breaking the U S which was actually pretty good because, you know, um, I remember this one time there's a, I don't know if you guys remember total Request live with Carson. Yeah. Dale. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, um, Liam showed up and Liam's supposed to give the interview and he was out of his mind, drugged up, bizarro, like he was looking out the window when Carson's trying to get a you know, trying to get him to talk and he would just answer, everything was bleeped out, you know, like you're like, What what is wrong with this guy? Like does he not want to promote his album in the US?
0: And I I guess he did. they're like a working working man, labor like type of family, like they just get the music, they don't wanna do interviews, they don't want to like, travel, they are right. still in the pub and play the music, but you can tell them they're forced to do it to get their music out there, and they, didn't, yeah. they couldn't hide it, right, it reflected in the interviews, in their appearance, and everything, Noel tried to hide it, you know, but like, Liam was just straight up like, oh, this is bullshit, going right, right. would do how I want it.
1: You know, and again, I want to add to this, is that, um, while, you know, while reviewing the albums, you know, I tried to be as subjective as I possibly can. But the issue was that everything is really contextual. And what I mean by that is the timing of Oasis was so good that it made them, you know, that much popular. You know, I think um, it was a term uh, that was very popular in the late 90s. It was called Cool Britannia. Um, and Britain had become the cultural capital of the Anglo-speaking world. You know, they dethroned LA and NYC. And you know, it was that it was that time? It was just that time where you know they were uh, Oasis was there. Um, Britain, all of the other guys from Britpop were there. Manu was all over TV. Uh, comedy was really good. You had the eleven o'clock show with Ricky Gervais and Sacha Baron Cohen, who are huge stars now um it was you know and they and they were so relevant so you know i think it's they made things cool again in england you know like they made england cool again and it was just the timing you know it's so they're like you go back to definitely maybe it was such a beautiful album you know it's so optimistic um and it was during the height of grunge. So, you know, I was listening to Rage Against the Machine, Soundgarden, Nine Inch Nails. So it was a fresh breath of air for me, I have felt. Yeah. That being said, did they, like we, obviously we didn't
0: live in the U.S. Like, the <laughs> of at that time. Uh, did they really break or like how popular were they like out there?
1: And you know what? That was a funny question. I was going to ask you the same question as or well. Like half
0: half. I feel like it's happened half. half. They kind of broke. It?
1: Yeah, I would have to agree with you guys that this was like the most weirdest anomaly ever. You know, um, and again, you know, uh, they were in England, they were considered godlike status. And um, as opposed to the US, we just didn't get it. And uh, I don't think they broke as much as we possibly like to think they broke.
0: Over here as well, it's like the it contradiction. Was like Oasis was huge at the same time the Spice Girls came too, right? Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Those two Blur. were like the biggest bands in England. Mm-hmm. Blur was there. Blur, yeah, Blur, yeah, Blur was there, but like Oasis and Spice Girls were the two hottest things. Right, right. So it was like kind of like cool, like if you hated Spice, you like, oh, I'm going to listen to his voice. It's just to like, you know, pick a side and show it. You know, a uh, you know, girly boy or something, you know? You yeah. a pop, uh, pop head or whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay, Nabil, um how do you uh, feel about the later albums? Uh, after uh, the year now, which is one of the favorites. Yeah, they're mostly garbage. <laughs>
1: I, like, I apologize. I'm back. So yeah, as yeah. you were talking about Spice Girls as well, um, I, I mean, what I like did you Bro, guys well, think of Blair? I like
0: them? I liked them later, though, at that time.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So okay, so it's so you had definitely picked the side no of, yeah. uh, you know, um, voices, the Southerners versus the Northerners, and.
0: And, uh, no, no, it was more like... we uh, were more pop at that time. we were kind of cheeky and, uh, you know, now you when you grow up, you understand it's irony mostly, right? Yeah. But at the time, we were just like, what is this corny pop band, you know? Yeah. Always uh, well, the cool thing to listen to, you know, like mm-hmm. edgy. Yeah, edgy. Right. That's the word. And we were, like we said, we related to the IG. brothers. Yeah. We personally relate to the brothers. Right, right. They, they kind of,
1: like, mirrored our personalities. Nice. Ironically. Yes. So it was. It was more. It was more like. It was more like you guys felt like. It was a uh, you could relate to them as a band in a more, uh, personal sense.
0: Yeah, because we had the 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 brother thing, and then our cousins. Then we actually know the city of Manchester. Right. Been there. So it's those personal elements, rather than um, anything that was happening culturally. Right. We didn't notice because we were in it. Like you don't notice it at the time, right? Yeah, you don't. Uh, when it's over. So um you know, especially the young kids, you just listen to music, you're not yeah really, you know, this is the, the age of the internet was just starting more right less, you know. So it was a whole different thing. Like you just listen to music in your boom. For me it was more uh, more of a state mm-hmm. moving from Saudi to England. Uh yeah that too. I hated right. that move. I miss Saudi every day. And two things that probably kept me busy were uh music and uh liverpool fc yeah. football you know those things that it's like dive into to uh deal with you know, the deal with the move and it. deal with dream right. uh, you know, mm-hmm. differences that i was facing every day culture yeah. like, more or less you know? yeah i was like 12 years old when i moved right so it was a way of being with people and way of like getting along with everyone but I also enjoyed it. Like, I generally just love right, music at right. that time.
1: Which is really odd, because you're dealing with a cultural change, and this is the most quintessential British thing you could probably do is listen to Oasis.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the other thing is they were just that damn good. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, uh, which I guess the, I want to throw out to both you and Abil. When you look back at it now, how good were Oasis? Um...
1: I'll start. Nabil, you start, and then I'll I'll
0: add my I'll add my two six. Me, it was like it was more a product of its time. Like right? I can still hear Oasis now and enjoy it, but it'll never be like how I felt in '98 like, '99 nine, 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 those days, you know. Like some of the songs are very dated, but they definitely have like classics that I really highly. But they don't have like, like any master songs. They have a lot of great songs, you know. Right. They're like, my favorite group of all time is Guns N' Roses. Guns mm-hmm. N' Roses had epic songs. Yes. And then they had good songs, too. Oasis, I just felt, had very good songs. They didn't have anything that blew your mind, like how they produced it and musically. Or right. Lyrically, like, like, nothing blew my mind. I just loved it. Man. Right. So that's why it falls short for me when I look back now. Right? Mm-hmm. Iron Maiden and Guns N' the Roses, they have a lot of like, epic things that make you really admire their skill set. Right. Oasis had simple chords. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was catchy and it was enjoyable. It had attitude. Oasis weren't technically, uh, gifted. They were, you know, a lot of people can play Oasis songs. they usually It's like, not, um, the hardest, uh, stuff to, uh, play. But I think, uh, I have to disagree in the terms of, I think the songwriting for the first three albums was really, really yeah. good. Um, but I'll get into it later. So but again, yeah, we've no doubt that we'll, the first three albums in one period. Of so the definitely maybe What's the story more on Glory and be here now is from the same time frame he wrote those songs but it took three albums to finish those songs that he wrote right which is why after the album the yeah. the albums really different yeah. and I think they were in garbage after that to be honest and not to mention they lost their um the core mm-hmm. right so they lost uh the two Pauls Giggy and both right after beer and they were never they were gone for good like they never came back and they had to get new guitars so I think that also disrupted the uh, Great. Right. Um, Hither and ch- Chemistry is probably the only other album I actually like after Beyond. Mm-hmm. Other other ones, maybe I like a song or two, but I, yeah. I didn't like the direction they went to. Same right. for me. Exactly. So. Um, so
1: uh,
0: right. Uh, so, man. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Like you uh, listen yeah. to all the albums, kind of uh, in the next last two weeks. Yeah. Right? So it's all actually great. the last the last two album. days. Yes. So it's
1: very fresh in my head. Yeah
0: since yesterday i
1: started and i went from you know definitely yeah, maybe all the way to the yeah and you know i mean and the reason being again is because it's something that you guys feel very strongly about and i would say you know what i want i don't want to come here as a hater i don't want to come here as something with someone that has a prejudgment just you know hey let's listen to this stuff and let's see what what clicks and what doesn't click um and the thing was i listened to it exactly the way you guys did you know like take out the linear notes inside the tape and the uh, CD album, look at the lyrics, see who made the tracks. Like I listen to it like that, right? So I would say lyrically, some of the stuff is genius. It's really genius. It's, you know, it's it's very, um, when um, when um, Liam writes about it, it's very sparsed out and you kind of have to, you know, you know, you kind of have to make sense of whatever it is and what it what it means, what it doesn't mean. Um, but at the same time, like some of the stuff, and you know, again, that comparison to the Beatles, you're like, man, that just sounds like you just straight ripped it off from the Beatles. You know. It,
0: well, you know, the funny thing is, they were called Rain, which is a Beatles song in right. the video. Uh, the the band right. name was that, you know, so. And there's several other instances, but I don't want to get into that right now. But you're right. So that's that's
1: how I felt. Like some of the stuff was very strong. I think when you know Liam is the principal songwriter. I think when Liam just you know lets it flow and says, "Okay, just be yourself. Just do what you know what to what to do." He makes brilliant. They make brilliant music. When they go out and try to be the Beatles, that's when they make terrible music. Liam, Liam write a lot of songs.
0: No, he didn't. No, not in the first three albums. I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. sorry, I'm no, sorry. no, Liam, Liam. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Yeah, you're right. He's um, yeah. He, that's that's the thing about Oasis. That I feel that he kind of couldn't continue yeah. his songwriting from '97 onwards. Like, like going back to when the Beatles thing earlier that. The first three albums were from ninety four, ninety seven, 97, but they're all kind of written mm-hmm. in the same yeah. time. Uh, some of them were later. So, you know, a lot of stuff in Beer Now was uh, stuff that didn't make uh, what's the story, right. you know, that we find out later. The universe. So for me, it's like, I don't think ultimately they're as a classic band as they could have been, but they kind of missed out, but their first part of their career, right. they definitely were. So it's a mixed feelings for me, you know. I couldn't put them <laughs> in my top five. But they would have been in the top five if you asked right. me in ninety eight. You know what I mean? There's a funny story about that. Uh while well, we were at Winchester, I used to argue with Ahmed every day. Because he went crazy or something, right? He's like he started to believe Oasis was right. there <laughs> <laughs> and we would have Product of the Time, man, what you can say. <laughs> And you know, I'm like, you've lost your mind. Like, no, they're not. Like, we—that's one argument we used to have a lot. Like, down <laughs> yeah. And then when we grew older, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are well. It's getting caught up in yeah. that time, man. Like, you know, like you're there when problems are being released. Like, you're now being released. You're mm-hmm. actually there when you see the first single. You know. Yeah. You, do you know what I mean? I think it was the first single planned by me. And you know, you—you you know, everyone in school is talking about it. You know, you got the tape on the way to school in the bus right? all that kind of stuff, you know. You get caught up in it because it's new and it's fresh. Uh,
1: And, you know, um, and adding back to that, um, uh, and it was the way they were, you know, like the press. The press was so Oasis versus Blur and whatever shenanigans Oasis members got into, it was all over the press. So here we were just seeing that and we're like, A, the British press is like the craziest thing that I've ever seen in my life. I like think they're, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's literally a the circus,
0: Terrible. Yeah.
1: you know? And, yeah. um, B, it was less about the music and more about their shenanigans.
0: Yeah. It probably hurt yeah. them in the long run. You know? uh, here they had the bad press, like, uh, you know, the, they had their critics, even in the UK where they yeah. were so big, they yeah. still had their critics. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Go on, I'm sorry. Uh, Saying that, Quickly uh, ask you and ask, just go around and mention what our best five uh, yeah. tracks in order are. Um, sure. Before we move on. So, i uh, start with Uh, uh, the bill. uh Yeah, Nabil, what are your five best oasis tracks in order? Oh, that's a hard one. Uh, the number one is always going to be the number one. The rest you can mix around and maybe even interchange with each other, but mm-hmm. Wonderwall is my favorite song. Just the nostalgia of it, and it's a great track, it's, you know, it always takes me back. Like, I remember getting to Starbucks in uh, in Canada when I got this new job, like a couple of years ago now, and they played Wonderwall and suddenly, like, I just felt like, you know, I was at home, right. you know, it, it reminds me of home, it takes me to that place and it's such a great song, too, you know. The so Wonder Wall is my favorite. Yeah. um After that, no order, mm-hmm. probably supersonic, cigarette alcohol, roll with it, and, uh, don't go nice. away from being here now. But, those, I can interchange with any other song, but, yeah, yeah. But, top of my head, those sure. are probably my favorite five, right? Good choice, man. Uh, Imran, okay. what about you? Um, so and, uh... I'll name
1: these few. And so, you know, I mean, you guys might think, like, whoa, how did you come up with that? But again, this is what got to me. I did, I, I will mention that I did have like a best of collection. Um, and it's, I've had it for years, right? So some of those songs, some of these songs come off from that. But then when I heard them on the album, something, you know, it's just, it spoke to me. So for me, the number one was Sunday Morning Call. Yeah, oh, I've always loved that. That's always yeah. like, that yeah. was really. <laughs> I know, as I'm doing deep cut, left field, Nabil type stuff right now. He is, uh, we met another guy in Saudi Arabia.
0: Yeah. If you remember him, Khalid Hanif. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to talk about that song all the time, and we're like, what the hell are you smoking, man? That song sucks. <laughs> it, was- yeah. it wasn't bad,
1: I- but
0: we used to make fun of that song. That's the only reason I'm laughing, not because he chose
1: it. Oh wow, wow! That's funny. That is. Even hilarious. though I'm a huge
0: No Galgo fan, but
1: anyway, sorry. Carry on. So Sunday morning quality uh, uh. Yep. Uh, number
0: two is live forever. Ah, nice, nice, good choice. Uh,
1: number three is aqueous
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We love that too. Yeah.
1: Um. So number four and five, that's I had to put them at the same, you know, at the same kind of um level. Not level, but I had two songs for each of them because they're. I can't decide. I just couldn't decide. I was like, no, "Oh, this is both no songs." Either.
0: We just wanted the best five. It doesn't have to be, so that's fine.
1: Yeah, yeah no, no, I'm just saying, and I know it's not in particular order for me. I just could not decide, man. It was so good. Both of, all four of these songs are so beautifully well written and such so, such great songs, and they just appealed to me in certain ways, right? Um, number four was "Don't Look Back in Anger," yeah. and uh, I'm out of time. And fifth was Wonderwall and whatever.
0: Okay. Good joke. Good joke. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I guess I'll do mine. Uh, For me, Don't Look Back at Anger is my favorite, which uh, always Okay. Uh, And then in no particular order, uh, Live Forever, Champagne, Supergirl, Wonderwall, and Nice. Nice,
1: nice. nice. So I can see both of you guys did pick uh, a lot of the songs from the first two albums.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I mean, for me, it is the first album. I mean, the had like one, from the third one. Don't go. Okay.
1: Yeah. So that's that's very interesting. Uh, and I guess uh, you know, like I said, I mean, I was listening to this band, like
0: yeah. Uh, After be here now, I kind of I don't think there is a great song. I mean, I like uh, I like uh, Hindu times and uh, mm-hmm. Crying your heart out. You know, little by little stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And, so being well, here, all great, great songs. So there's a few good songs there, but I don't. Songbird songbird was a good song but mm-hmm. i don't find them at the level of these the first two albums uh, personal okay that's just my thing
1: right right that's good and, and, and you know like when i was writing this down i was like oh what's my favorite five songs and you know i was going back through my notes and i was like ah you know i like this song but oh this this one's equally as good as this one uh, so you know like i said i mean it was a. Uh, I didn't listen to like obviously a lot of the songs from and *Morning Glory* were on the radio all the time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but like, going back, you know, their latter albums, nothing was on the radio, so oh, okay. that kind of helps. That kind of helps. You just kind of you know, and I think I had started I stopped listening to radio by then anyway. Like I was, I was on amateur soul mode and just listening to albums from <laughs> beginning to end, you know. So I was like, oh, you know what? I just ignore that. I just listen to the hits. Yeah, and that 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 helps.
0: Also saying that, I think the one of the biggest disappointments I ever had in my life to do with music was when uh, Standing at the Shoulder of Giants Man, came out. Mm-hmm. That, that was such a disappointing album after being here now. Yeah. Yeah, that was like uh, Terminator 3 or, yeah. you know, I won't go into other pop culture references, but that kind of let down. Like the hype down. of it, you're so hyped and then hype. suddenly this garbage comes out. <laughs>
1: Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, and funny thing is, it has my the worst song that they've ever like. I literally hate this song, and it has my favorite song on that album. You know, um, obviously has uh, Sunday Morning Call, which is you know my favorite song on that album, and then um, the worst song they ever written was Little James, and that was terrible. It was, I was like,
0: and Go Let It Out was like. It could have been a good song, but the chorus was like the laziest it's Yeah. Like, it's like go let it out, go let it in, go let it out. It's like man, you really worked on the song right there, didn't you? <laughs> it's like Yeah it's, Yeah, I mean, I just rushed out. He rushed They didn't care. <laughs> yeah. I you know, there was no heart in that album. There was yeah. no heart. They lost yeah. the chorus, first, man. Remember these guys were all friends. Like uh, they lost their two guitarists. That's nothing like that. I mean, those guys were friends with the Gallagher brothers from, I guess, childhood. Right. So I think that has a lot to do with it with no one ever mentioned. So I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah,
1: I think you're right in one part, but, um, and this was funny thing. It was, um, I went back and um, read an article by uh, Chuck Klosterman uh, he, uh, about Oasis. And he was like one of the foremost American um, journalists that was, he really dived deep into, you know, Oasis versus Blur. And he's an Oasis fanatic. I shouldn't say fanatic, but he enjoys Oasis. And uh, he was reviewing, he was um, asking um, uh, uh, Noel about this album, uh, Standing on the Shoulders, Giants. And and it's, it's going to lead to a question that I have for both of you guys. And Liam said, I should have never, I mean, uh, Noel said, I should have never recorded that album. I should have never done that I should have taken some time off reflected on stuff but Liam was in such a rush to make a new album make more hits make a more you know commercial thing it was to, you know it was in the money pursuit. yeah it was in pursuit of money and and it comes back to what I was going to ask both of you guys and in retrospective and I know Nabil is one of your favorite albums but I really did not like be here now and i didn't like standing on the shoulders of giants either and going back the re- and both albums were definitely made in like in the pursuit of money and there's a lot of things about the band where you can kind of tell that they were really pursuing money um do you guys i,
0: don't know I would disagree i would agree with standing on the shoulder for that mm mm-hmm. Be here now. A lot of that was written at the same time as the you know Wonderwall, and, right? Uh, so that's arguable. It's, okay. it's more like stuff. Yeah, so it becomes subjective
1: in terms of that. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah, they were kind of. Yeah, their big success for the first two albums.
1: Right, right. Um, so, yeah. do you feel that sometimes to fans they did a disservice?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I do. Yeah, definitely. I I was personally let down. Of uh, mm-hmm. I took it as a personal stuff like, what is this? I yeah. waited like three years, two, three years for mm-hmm. this, and this is the, the crap you bring out. You know, I've been hyping my friends about it and telling everyone about yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, this is the best you can do. Like, and then this from the first song, I'm like, oh god. And I thought they were trying to break America with the album too because the, didn't the cover have like the New York, uh, got, like, yeah, uh, skyscraper? It did, it did. And, uh, the Oasis logo was changed, you know, in the different. You know, why, you know, the whole thing was a bit, they're trying too hard. Great. Right. And it failed, man. Yeah. Like, and it's like, for me, like, they never really came back. Like, I like Even Chemistry with like a mini comeback. But, I mean, it's more of a single on the album, which are good. The album itself isn't that great. Great. Right. As a whole. Nothing amazing. And then that's it for me. Like, after I was like, left down, I flat down, and then I just kind of give up. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of agree. Like, when the original members mm-hmm. leave, that changes a lot because yeah in society whoever you hang out with you kind of act different sometimes around different people yeah. well, they bring in this new blood and then, and pro- probably the the older guys help diffuse fights between the galga brothers yeah. because they know them right where the new guys are kind of like hired guns they don't get involved in mm-hmm. um they're kind of working for the galga brothers. Right. you know what i mean they're not in the same they don't have that relationship. they probably just like kissing their ass and this thing, ask, like. ask everything, answers, is, yeah. everything is great. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're hanging out with your friends all the time and the people you like, the atmosphere is different, your mindset mm-hmm. is different and that must affect your songwriting skills. Yeah. Right? And that's why the huge difference between standing in the mm-hmm. shoulders and the first and No doubt it was in a completely different right, mindset. And you never can come back, I think.
1: Yeah. And I think, um, you know, and that's what I think for me, that's what I always have an issue with, you know, like it's, there are times where it definitely seems like they don't care. They literally don't care.
0: Oh, they don't. And that was
1: very, you know, I mean, that was very frustrating for me, at least as a listener, it's like, man, you did definitely, maybe, what's wrong with you? Why can you not, why don't you just do that formula again? I don't want to say formula, you know, we can't quit, but that kind of thing again, you know? J- well, I think
0: sometimes you just run out, of, like, uh, let's, uh, going back to the Beatles, Paul, Paul McCartney, uh-huh. career, right? Was, let's agree, not yeah. very good, right? So, and he wrote yesterday when he was in the Beatles, so... You know, maybe, I don't know, maybe he needed other guys to bounce off or whatever. He was just younger, but sometimes people just run out of mm-hmm. I think. Uh, and I kind of wanted to segue into uh, after the decline, well, well we think is decline anyway, and after the breakup, which is now almost 10 years, 2009, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, where the Gallagher brothers have gone. So Noel Gallagher uh, started a solo project called Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds, which Three albums released so far. Um, I like the first two, but the last one is probably right. Liam Gallagher continued with the Oasis and made two albums with BDI. Yeah. Um, the first, and the first of which was actually like the second one, I didn't, and then do Gallagher released a solo album, which I didn't like. So, yeah, just the, did you get a chance to hear, check out, or listen to any of these projects, or was it like? Most people no, okay. um,
1: I think, <laughs> yeah. uh, I didn't get a chance to check it out, but because of, and you know, because I did a deep dive into Oasis, um, that I want to go back and probably listen to, uh, Noel's albums because I really did like Noel's, um, style and I did like his, uh, yeah. pop songs.
0: Yeah. I like them. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, and I wanted to, um, not only that, like, I did, I just wanted to share some of my, um, if you guys don't mind, like, go through each album and just share my thoughts. And I don't know if you guys felt the same way or didn't feel the same way. And it's kind of interesting, especially with, uh, you know, like, Be Here Now. You know, I just wanted to let you guys know how I felt. And maybe you guys can bounce some ideas back and see where, you know, where we stand.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Sure, the sure. Yeah, so
1: you know, um I'm which definitely maybe you know it starts off with a great song um and um rock and roll star and uh, yeah. you know when I heard that album I would say that the sound was more like early Rolling Stones, the Kinks, the zombies than it was the Beatles. And it was a really. I, I felt like it was a, such a solid straight rocker album, you know. Every every track is a kick-ass guitar rock, and it sounds cool. Lyrically strong production, you know, is so good. And has has this um. You know, it has this like a uh, cool wall of sound kind of sound to it. It's not a stadium rock like "What's the Story Morning Glory." It just sounds like wow. This is like. Like a pub band that's got a really loud, good sound.
0: Yeah, that goes back to the way mm-hmm. they produced it and then they have to find of yeah. it. Yeah. So, you're right. Yeah. They were aiming for that. And I
1: you know what, to be honest with you guys, I will definitely go back to like I think definitely maybe it's going to be one of my heavy rotation albums because I liked it that much.
0: Oh yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. yeah it's not brilliant. Um it's
1: brilliant. So, yeah, so, moving on. And then I went on to Whistle Story, Morning Glory. Um, obviously, this is the ad- album that catapulted them to Metallica and U2 status, you know? Uh, yeah, this is the... Ooh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ooh, you know, so, yeah,
0: to to it,
1: yeah. yeah, it's produced very well. There's a lot of... Uh, and it's more pop-oriented. Um, a lot of pop sensibilities.
0: Melodies, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. And... Um, If there was a class, you know, where you had to study uh, and the class was called Perfect Pop Rock Song, then the class should only be on uh, Don't Look Back in Anger and Wonderwall. You know, it's because there's so like you can never I don't think there's you can never write a song better than those two. Not only lyrically, but also music composition as well. Like there's very few people that can hate those two songs because you're like, man, this is a good song. It is a really solid song.
0: Yeah, wonder is also the, the first song I learned how to play in the guitar. Yeah, play. yeah.
1: Ex- so, that, yeah. So, see, you guys have that, like, oh, wow, I, you know, uh, connection to it. Um, and, again, Nabil Bill Lemon, you know, so moving on to Be Here Now, uh, right away I was like, this is an extremely long album. Yeah. Um, And like I said, I mean, I was reading the lyrics and I'm like, there's a lot of laziness in the lyrics as well. Um, But musically, it was still strong. Like, it's like musically, I was like, oh, this is, it's got a lot of great songs, a lot of uh, good sounds, sonically great. Um, You know, I was listening to Magic Pie. I'm like, that is the most blatant Beatles ripoff I've ever heard. You
0: know? Be here now was a good like uh, mindless fun rock album. Though. Right, I wouldn't say uh, technically great, or like the lyrics were amazing. It was just like fun, a fun album. Yeah, like, say, like a marvel. Movie, you know, that's why I like it. Yeah, like I enjoy listening to it without like you know in the background. I don't, I don't overthink. Right, lyrics. right,
1: right.
0: Not the melody, but I think I know, and it's getting better than songs like that. I love you know. Emiz, how did?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nabil.
0: Uh, and then, yeah, I was just going to say, my favorite song in that is not a, you know, not a famous song, but it was uh, The Girl in the Dirty Shirt. Mm-hmm. I just love that song. Right. And uh, I really liked a lot of songs, you know, like uh, Stand By Me, you know, yeah, yeah. Mean, uh, All Around the
1: World, you know, Don't Go Away. So I, I really enjoyed it. it oh, cool. So you you actually enjoyed this album? This was like one of your...
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah the first album I'm like, all of them are my, my
1: Okay, okay. Uh, You know, like, the funny thing was by Stand By Me, I think I was watching one of those pop-up videos kind of thing, or maybe I was reading about it, and, um, you know, that song starts with a a made-a-meal on Sunday night, to wear it all up. It was actually, Noel had actually made, he was talking to his mom, and I think he missed his mom or something. He was living in London, and he made this elaborate meal on Sunday, and he had it, and he puked it, so he just wrote that into the song itself. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, it, it, again, it's, it's, you know, it's like his strange songwriting way of doing stuff. There's a story in everything, right? Yeah, absolutely. I guess yeah, that's pretty most yeah. most songwriting story. Stuff from real life. In of- yeah, and for me, I think uh, It's Getting Better, Man, was, like, one of the most underrated songs on that album.
0: I actually didn't like that didn't? Song. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry.
1: Well, no, no, no <laughs> apologies. You know, I don't, like, be here now at all, so... I can't, uh, I can't really, uh, <laughs> no apology. It's, again, this is a very subjective kind of, you know, analysis. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what appeals yeah, to yeah. us and what doesn't. Um, and I think we've talked about standing on the, sho- ge- on the shoulders of giants, you know, as much yeah. as we can. And, you know, I've never, this is an, uh, you know, this is an album where it's like, should have never been recorded. And it's, you know, yeah. <laughs> and the worst part for Be Here Now and Standing on Shoulder Giants, both albums, both brothers were on increased drug use, in fighting, and it shows.
0: You know, um. The next time you're like, I'm you blind, be here now in the car. Yeah. Try listen to it when you're like focused on something else and it's going to happen instead of too much attention to it yeah and you know
1: again. what I, I liked it sonically i was like it's still strong you know it sounds good it sounds really good um standing on the sorry that, I, I always liked it. oh yeah
0: beer now i always listen to it. like travel to work or travel travel, right to right yeah. i was a kid even like listening to on the way to the road it was always the like, uh-huh. road road album for me like it was just mm-hmm. something like I wouldn't lie down and listen to it. It's not that type of album. It's like on the move. You get yourself hyped up for the day. Right.
1: So, yeah. So I would have to say, and then moving on, you know, like this is, you know, I mean, I know Ahmed liked Heathen Chemistry. I wasn't a big fan. Um, You know, Hindu Times, again, great song. Um, You know, uh, Hung in a Bad Place is a great, I liked it. It was a straight rocker song. Uh, Stop Crying Your Heart Out is a great, I felt like a great breakup song. Um, just, yeah. the, in, I felt with the entire album, is just a lot of songs that are Beatles wannabe.
0: Yeah, definitely. They're born on a different yeah. the Cloud is lemon. And, you Yeah, know, especially. Very... And uh, the singles, I like the
1: singles. I would have to agree with you that I didn't love the album. I just the right. like the singles. Right. And um, yeah, the. It's, you know, it sounds weird when they're talking about, like, you know, love everybody, love her. It's like, you guys don't even love each other all
0: that much. Right. Or punching in the yeah. face while writing that song. You know. you
1: know, it just sounded, you know, <laughs> it sounded bad. Yeah. Um,
0: and uh, a and personal thing we know about uh, things that happen in Manchester with those brothers, you know, in certain situations, like, no one has a good thing to say. You know, they're like troublemakers, rude, arrogant, whatever you're right. at you want so. It's like singing about peace and love with a little... Uh, yeah. Bit of, yeah. But the funny thing is, like, talking uh, to live in Manchester, they own the shop. And uh, the galgo brothers used to come there and uh, shop there in the end of- Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm
1: still here. I'm That's- still here.
0: Yeah. Uh, Burnage Lane. Burnage Lane in Manchester. Got <laughs>
1: um, so... Moving on to "Don't Believe the Truth," um, yeah, it actually, is a very wow. short album. Um, I I didn't like this album either, and uh,
0: no, I thought the song "Lila" was just like one right. of the worst
1: songs ever. It's, uh, yeah, and you know, like I wasn't there a song like that by George Harrison, or was it like? Oh no, it was, it was, uh, pardon? That was lit.
0: Uh, that was uh, Eric, yeah, Layla, uh, and like, when he
1: had stolen George Harrison's ex wife, so
0: right. And he, uh, George Harrison wrote something about the same woman, yeah, that's yeah. a different podcast, but just like you know, man has yeah. two great tongues in about her, so I thought that was
1: kind of weird. I liked Mucky Fingers, though, I did like that, yeah, that was nice. yeah. yeah,
0: no doubt. That. Um, uh,
1: you know. I think the entire album just sounds like a kinks and zombies kind of thing. And, um, yeah, yeah.
0: right. very kinks, like, especially live. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I think I only have like one song really right. important to being either, uh, no doubt. Uh, um, so, uh, any other thoughts on that album before we move on? To no, the, um, CW? it's actually,
1: the, I felt my personal opinion was that it was a huge disappointment. Like, yeah, it's like two bad albums in a row. If we take our consensus, you know, for me, it's three bad albums in a row, but it's, you know, two bad albums in a row. Um, So moving on to dig out your soul. um, Again, this, you know, like I think I mentioned this earlier, this is either my second favorite. If we go according to the chronological orders of albums, this is probably my second favorite album or my third. If we do all the albums and, um, so, you know, it's uh, going back, you know, Don't Believe the Truth. I just felt like it was a derivative album. This album is back to the Oasis sound. Uh, it's not the over-the-top grand voice of the second album. I thought it was garbage, man. I disagree 100%. I don't know. What you...
0: I like the Shock of the Lightning. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's, yeah. yeah. yeah there's, okay. And, you know, I'm Out of Time is on this album, so I was a big fan of that song. And there's a lot of rocking elements on Dig Out Your Soul. And I was like, oh, it's back to the, you know, the first album. It really sounds good. It sounds awesome. I was pretty impressed with that actual album. And
0: might
1: yeah, <laughs> I might have been the only one. So I would say that this is probably going to be on my um, rotation again. Like, you know. You, you heard it recently right? for the first
0: time? Yeah. yeah that makes so I never, yeah.
1: And like yeah
0: yeah, that makes,
1: yeah so and i wanted to add like yes. i didn't read the press i didn't you know i didn't come with the same kind of feelings i tried to keep all that out and just yeah, just yeah, listen exactly. to it like what could, what appeals to me um and you know it's again it's a great rocking elements and um Yeah. So um, and then finally, the final album, which I literally just got done listening to before I got on the podcast, was the Master Plan, and
0: um, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Chronology. That wasn't the last. Yeah, it wasn't
1: the last album, but
0: uh, compilation album. B sides that didn't make the cut. Yeah. Um, yeah, The other albums. Yeah, but. I always the album, so yeah. What are your thoughts? I was really uh, hoping to that you would go through that. Yeah,
1: and, uh, and see. Actually, are you thought? I love the album. I love the album. Um, nice, nice. And again, I said like if it was if we were to take all their albums, uh, you know, even because it's, this is kind of like a compilation, so I wouldn't, you know, it's not a chronological order of an album. It was my second. Yeah. It's my second favorite, you know, album. You know, um, I thought it was better. Party. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like if you hear a song like "Half the World Away," yeah. which is you know you you see it in TV shows and you know it's become kind of popular afterward. Right. Like, how did that song not make? <laughs> yeah. Any of their albums and may it was just that's how good they yeah, were. Yeah, that's you know, how good the they
1: were in the beginning, really, and that's what it comes down to, you know. Um, I always I felt that the album was stronger than better than uh, better than uh, "Be Here Now," you know, is much stronger. Um, uh, it has a stellar sound, you know, it's not that stadium song, it's just, you know, wall, that classic Oasis wall of sound in the pub, you know, um, rocking chair, that was another one of my favorite songs in this album. And, uh, you know, I think going back to what you guys, what you had said, Ahmed, that um, when you compare, when you compare them, they were still hungry they still were trying to make a name for themselves. And those were such brilliant. all the album, all the songs on master plan were so brilliantly well written and so brilliantly well done. They were like, yeah, don't need to keep this on an album, but just, just it's, you're like wondering like, wow, what else did they cut out? You know? So for me, it's, um, like I said, you know, it's, uh, it's second favorite album and it's probably going to get a lot of heavy. So those three albums will get a lot of heavy location for me. Um, because they're just nice. they're so unique and so so beautifully done, you know. It's not not it's not a lot of sound that you can hear on a lot of uh, other albums. I would say.
0: Excellent, mm-hmm. man. So uh, yeah, I'm uh, glad you uh, kind of enjoy it. It's just, uh, I guess the last question I had for you was um, you listened to all of them recently, um, but growing up, were you a fan, casual fan? Uh, hardcore fan or you just missed it completely or um, what was it like um, yeah. you know a few years ago about oasis how did you were they in your you know collection already or like what was the experience as a younger, younger imran going through oasis? um
1: well uh when they initially came out um i was i didn't know what to make of them um i had gotten a. Uh, into Blur before I got into them. And I liked Blur. I thought Blur was pretty, uh, pretty good band. Um, Blur went on to make, you know, uh, you know, they split off and they did the gorillas thing. And I loved gorillas. And um, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, you know, the thing with the Oasis was there, the scene that they came out of, Was more important to and which is a bigger influence on them was probably more important to me than them itself, and it was latter part of my life, like probably in my early thirties, mid thirties, when I was like, oh, these are good, like the you know the hits. I was like, those are good songs. I've always liked Wonderwall. I've always liked, you know, um, uh, was the uh, other thing, you know, don't look back in anger. And they were always great songs. And then when I got their hits and I started to listen to their singles, I was like, oh, this is like some pretty solid stuff. They were really good. You know, um, uh, Noel's a really good writer. So that, to me, that I think looking, you know, I was never a fan. So, you know, had it has this made me a fan? Yeah, I guess. You know, still a casual fan. I wouldn't call myself the greatest fan. But, you know... Um, it's made yeah. me say, yeah, it's yeah. something more to listen to. Oh,
0: that's good, man. That's, uh, yeah. that's pretty cool. Okay, uh, I think uh, from my side, uh, I don't have anything else for anybody. Uh, anyone else? Uh, Nabil, any other thoughts, questions? No, uh, just check out uh, BDI's first album called uh, Different Gears of Reading, I think. And uh, I'll just add to check No flying high flying birds uh, first, first two albums.
1: Yeah, uh, you know what? Actually, I will check out. You know, both uh, bo- you know those are big influences on them, so I would like to check that out too. Yeah, I, I went through the Kinks like ten years ago.
0: I got the grey okay. tape, pretty yeah, good. Yeah. You know, pretty good. Okay.
1: Yeah. 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 So you know, for me, I think it's be, be something. I think they're yeah. in um, in America. They were one of the most underrated bands, you know? Um, I think, uh, you know, looking back at that time, were they doing stuff that the Rolling Stones was doing better? Were they doing stuff, you know, and that's something I want to see, like, were they really that good? Were the zombies really that good? Was, you know, those other bands that never get mentioned as much as the Beatles and Rolling Stones. So for me, that's what I want to look at.
0: All right, guys, uh, I'm going to leave it So. Nice chatting with you guys today. and uh, Let me know when you do a best of Alan Jackson that I'll come back on. Alan Jackson? Yeah, the country star. <laughs> I listen to that guy too. That podcast might be getting too heated.
1: <laughs> I don't, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll I'll uh, look into that. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> you, no, the, that's no not a joke. <laughs> it is for us.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know why I love
0: country music? Because it's really personal and it means something, right? Nabil, I thought you said you're leaving.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I, continue on because you know what? I would. I would have to add that there's a lot of country, and I and I and I told him, Ahmed. I'm like, hey, listen to this, listen to that. And he's like, man, there's way too much twang in this. I can't.
0: I'm sorry, country man. I'm like the opposite of Nabil. Like, if there's a rock song and it has like one minute, one second of a, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Okay, that bands out. Never listening to doing it. Yeah. The like, I, mean, I would love to go out in the field and just hear some country music, eating some corn, <laughs> while a guy talks about his mama, you know? Like, I love those type of songs. Like, I love personal songs. Yeah. If you... you yeah. I'm sorry. You know, Can you once say to- it should be a song called I Washed My Car With My Tears? Yeah, I was <laughs> going to write a country song myself. I <laughs> wash my car with my tears.
1: That is that is awesome, man. Like... Uh... <laughs> it is not, man. Please. No. Don't encourage... And, and you know what? Again, um, I, I actually lived in the country for a little while. And, um, uh, you know, even country music itself, it's divided into two camps. You know, there's commercial country and then there's alternative country. I don't know if those terms still apply anymore or not, but I remember in the O's it was definitely a term. And, um, you know, um, there was uh, – they had Wilco and they had, um, oh, okay. you know, um, Uncle Tupelo. And uh, Ryan Adams as well. Not to be confused oh. with Brian Adams. And, Keith Urban. Too. Pardon? Oh. Keith Urban? Uh, no, I didn't like Keith Urban. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's... Uh, and I call it, like, fake country. You know, it's like where you, people talk about, like, uh, I got a truck, I got a baseball hat, and I'm going muddy. <laughs> and, it just, you know, it's just, it sounds like you become uh, where art imitates life, life imitates art and each progressive cycle is a worse imitation than the previous one. So it just becomes like a watered down. Like a parody of it. Yeah. Like you're now it's just like, like new rappers, new rappers that's like, do how, that. That's how
0: rap music is. New rappers do that. Yeah. So... I can't take a about club and bitches. Like I can't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't hear that. And the, you know, that? I can't talk about anything. I filled my car for a petrol yeah. You know, gas. Yeah. Yeah. So I, think, I got a Pepsi. I don't give a shit. What do you got, man? Like yeah, you
1: know? yeah, exactly. So if you're if you're really into that kind of stuff, I highly suggest listen to George Jones. Um, I think I actually asked uh, Emma to try Graham Parsons. He was like, "Nope, not gonna try that one." But I like
0: no. I try, but I'm never gonna try it yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> never
1: try it again. So you know, try that stuff. The Graham Parsons and. Um, because I think Graham Parsons did something with Neil Young. They were actually in a band yeah. together. I'm not sure, but, you know, so,
0: yeah. Okay. With that being said, I like folk. I like Neil Young. Uh, John, I don't know if John Denver goes yeah. into country. Yeah. Like his country. Okay. I like him. I like him. Yeah, But nothing deep country. Yeah. There.
1: So I think, yeah, folk is always going to be a good, you know, great stuff. Um, I think my favorite personal albums were My Morning Jacket's first three or four albums. And they're still classics to me. Like I can always, always listen to the first three albums of My Morning Jacket. And again, it's that feeling that you know you're talking about eating corn in the field. And what I don't think I ate corn in the field, but you know, I mean, I did drive around, you know,
0: watching yeah. other people.
1: And it was funny because at the time I was, you know, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna segue into something really funny as well. And back to our Oasis, you know, thing and the scene that they came from, which is called the Manchester scene. And at that time, I had just gotten into the Manchester scene. And, um, you know, Lee, Noel was in that scene, like on the outside. And he was just, you know, he saw all these bands like the Stone Roses, Happy Mondays. the Spits, New Order is my all time favorite band. So and, you know, this was something adding back to the Oasis thing and it, it, You know, the thing was, not only the press was so, you know, they had so much, you know, press on them, but they were also like leaders in a look, you know, Um, so and it came from the Manchester scene and, you know, living in the country, I think I fell in love almost immediately, you know, uh, to the point where I even wore the clothes like them, you know, like joggers, football casual jerseys, track jackets, like I was living in 1989, Manchester, you know, and I still do it to this day because I loved it so much. I thought it was so cool. And it was the same way that the Gallagher brothers dressed as well. And, um, you know, they they were more, they were a cultural side guest, I would say at the time. And that's, that's how I really viewed them. And so I had, and funny thing was I would rotate the stone roses between my morning jacket and a couple other country artists in between. But I would highly suggest that you try, uh, Grant Parsons. I thought, and George Jones as well, because that's some like really classically sad, sad country music.
0: All right, man. Uh, I think we'll, yeah. uh, we'll leave it there. Uh, thank guest guests, Nabil and, uh, Ebron. It was a pleasure and, uh, we'll do this thing again.
1: Yeah. I hope, uh, I hope uh, Nabil comes back again, you know, like it was fun, uh, throwing some ideas around him and, you know, uh, and I just wanted to add that there was a couple of questions I had prepared for Nabil, but, you know, he was able to answer them while he was answering or giving his perspective on stuff. So it was a pleasure having you, Nabil. I hope we get to do it again. Yeah, yeah, well,
0: definitely. Uh, maybe a Guns N' Roses or Iron Maiden one. You,
1: you know, um, and I just want to throw this out there. Um, I would love to review my only one and only copy of Iron Maiden albums. It was a bootleg. Uh, Seventh Son of the Seventh Son. And, uh, you know, uh, if you don't mind, I think it would be kind of cool. And like I said, I mean, I don't want to, you know, I I, I do make fun of you for liking Iron Maiden. But and I want to be perfectly clear, I'm going to do this with no prejudgment. You know, ignore the reviews, ignore the press, ignore everything and just say, okay, let's just listen to this album. What do I think of it?
0: The best way to be, man, the best way to be. So
1: Yeah, that's the best way to do it, and that's, that's what I want
0: to do. On that note, everyone, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, this has been Islamabad City. Uh, we talked about Oasis, and we will be back soon. So look forward to our uh, next episode in 2019. Peace. We're out.